is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Hi, everyone. It's Kayla, and I'm thrilled to introduce our guest host on the Thrive Podcast, Sharon Chung. Sharon's sharp and entrepreneurial mind has made waves in the Ottawa startup scene, and we are so excited to have her on the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs for the next few weeks. Turn up the volume, tune in, and give it up for Sharon. You're listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision reality faster. The Thrive Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization supporting Canada's entrepreneurs to succeed. This podcast is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcast to subscribe to the Thrive community and make sure to subscribe to listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and SoundCloud. Finally, we'd love for you to rate this podcast. Leave a review on iTunes for a chance to have it read on air. We want these shows to impact as many people as possible and your reviews will help get us there. I'm your host, Sharon Chung, creator and host of In Good Company, an online video series that makes those meaningful but often inaccessible conversations on life and career open and available to all. Welcome to the show. So in today's episode, I'm thrilled to have Kat Gaskin on our show today. I'm a huge fan. Um, I I love everything about the content planner, and I'd love to welcome you to the show, Kat. Thanks so much, Sharon, and thank you for having me on this podcast. I can't wait to chat. Uh, So for those who are listening, uh, I'd love to give you a bit of a background on Kat. She's a graphic designer, content planning expert, and creator of The Content Planner, uh, which is the first and only physical planning system for your blog and social content. Uh, I use it myself. And Kat helps discourage business owners create a clear path towards achieving their social media goals, uh, which we all need, (laughs) and so that they can be more abundant in wealth, prosperity, and purpose. With a six-figure e-commerce brand and a recent 100k launch in her back pocket, Kat brings results-driven expertise and step-by-step strategies to help her uh, online community every day. Welcome. Thank you. 
Uh, now, off air, we were just talking about your travels to Maui, and um, I had seen in the past that you also do trips as well. I'd, can you walk us through the types of service offerings that uh, the content planner has for your your members or community? Yes. So I was in Maui doing the content planner workshop, which was a new offering that I decided to create because yes, I have this physical product where you can write in it and you plan out your social content. But then I quickly realized because it's the first one of its kind and no one really talks about content planning. We're all talking about content marketing and Instagram and Facebook, but no one's actually teaching people how to plan out and write down a strategy for your content that these two-day intensive workshops, which are in person, so it's not online, it's not digital, I'm spreading them across the U.S. and Canada. So I was in Maui doing the first one of 2020. This year I'm doing six cities around North America, which is very, first of all, it's very daunting. It takes a lot of hard work. I don't have any experience in event planning, but I've found my new calling of gathering all these businesswomen in one room. We have our content planners, and I'm essentially teaching them something for, let's say, 30 to 40 minutes, and then we're writing down in our planners together. So we're actually working, which these days, the whole idea of a workshop has kind of been diluted. Like, I've been to workshops where I don't even do any work, and so I started these content planner workshops as like a signature two-day training where you can come, you can hang out with a bunch of other planners and learn all of my tips and tricks for your content marketing strategy for the year. Tell us about the story behind the content planner. Uh, and we're also curious for anyone who follows you on Instagram, what the heck salty pineapple means? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Let's tackle the salty pineapple because that came first. Salty pineapple is the name initially was for my freelance graphic design business. And I was working full time. I was working full time in downtown Toronto, which is where I'm based. And I knew that this wasn't my end all be all like going to a desk job in the city That was my goal when I graduated university, but then I quickly started to realize like this little tiny voice inside of me was like, Kat, like you're meant for something so much greater. Instagram was becoming a thing. This was back in 2010, like 2011. So social media wasn't that huge at that moment. Facebook had just started getting popular and I quit my job in 2012 to pursue Salty Pineapple full-time. So that was the name of my freelance graphic design business. And I decided to use Instagram to build this brand. I wanted it to be super tropical and happy and vibrant. And I worked every day on my content and designing photos. Like I didn't even have my own photos at this time. I was using stock photos from Flickr under the Creative Commons license. And I was like, wow, I really love the beach. And I, my main goal was to find my own unique creative voice because I had been working under you know, different corporations for so long and working for other clients. I wanted to know what would it look like if Kat Gaskin, if Salty Pineapple designed her own 
thing her own maybe it's like a t-shirt or a textile or a photo or a logo like what would that look like and that's what salty pineapple encompasses so salty pineapple now it's almost like um like the Sasha fierce to my Beyonce <laughs> so salty pineapple is like my alter ego where I really get to have fun and play and I realized very quickly that when I would dive into that creativity, like that part of my creativity, it was very like beachy, ocean, sunsets, pineapples, palm trees, like pastel, warm tones, like that whole vibe. So that's what Salty Pineapple is. It's it's now this personal brand and it's it's this creative branch of my soul, if you will. And With the content planner, that happened after. So with Salty Pineapple, it was completely service-based. I didn't have any products. It was content creation for other brands. I was able to shoot photos and work and travel, which was a phenomenal opportunity. But I quickly realized like, I was back at square one, and I was at the mercy of my clients 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They could message me and email me at any time and say, Kat, we need this done. We need you to reshoot this. We need this blog post written, yada, yada, yada. And I wanted a product-based business. I wanted something that could run on its own and essentially make me money while I was sleeping. Because when you're service-based, if you're not on your computer and if you're not actually doing the work, you're not really making money. And I knew I wanted a product-based business, so... The content planner wasn't like the first initial idea, but it actually just dropped into my lap. And I sat on my computer one day and I put it together and it kind of just flowed out of my fingertips. Like I think I blacked out a little because I didn't know what was going to happen with this, but I knew exactly like where the lay- like what the layout would look like, where the month would go, where you can plan out your hashtags, wh- how you can break down your bigger goals into smaller goals and that's how the content planner started for the record I have zero experience in marketing I have zero experience in e-commerce or manufacturing or fulfillment like I'm a graphic designer by trade but I knew that the content planner because it was something that I needed so bad it's hopefully something that other people would want too and I knew that Initially, when I was doing all my service-based work with Salty Pineapple, like I needed a planner. I love writing things down. I've been using a daily planner every day since high school, so for the past 20 years. And I needed a planner for my content. I didn't just want a daily agenda to write down like gym and appointments, like meal planning. I wanted a planner just for my content. So when I went on Google and I looked, I couldn't find one. And that's when the idea of the content planner all started. Four years later, it's now we're on our way to making almost half a million dollars in sales. I say we, like I have a whole team, but it's not just me. (laughs) And yeah, and I'm continuing to listen to the community and really take their feedback to heart. They're very involved in the process of the content planner. So the community votes in the colors every year. They get to tell me what kind of spreads they want. And they're such an engaged, like close-knit group of planners. I'm very, very lucky to have them. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the next few years. 
Uh, first of all, so you are like OG Instagram <laughs> user slash influencer. Love it. Yes. <laughs> and second of all, like that's just smart content planning, actually working with your community or, you know, building the community first and then working with them to help shape your products. Um, did that come from just an intuition or how did you get to that kind of uh, that tactic? Yeah, it was a little bit of both because once you design something, like once you have a product and you put it out into the universe, you don't really have a lot of control after that point. You only have control up until they receive it and unbox it. And I quickly realized that my ideal customer is like the, so my customer avatar, her name, I give her a name and her name is Felicia. She's really creative. She makes six figures in her business. She never takes no for an answer. She loves beautiful, nice, like high quality things. And I realized that when I set that intention before I even sold a planner, like I got really, really clear on exactly who I wanted to serve that all the Felicias in the world are super creative and they're able to take something that they use in their business and adapt it to their own habits. And I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no, that's wrong. Like you can't use the planner like that. So I really just left it open. And I was constantly on social media asking people like, what would you do differently? What do you struggle with when it comes to your content planning? Like what new spreads do you want to see? What colors do you like? And that's how you engage your community. Like feedback is gold. And a lot of people underestimate that. It's also free and you can get it instantly. Like Think 10, 20 years ago, people had to do focus groups and they had to pay people to come into their space and kind of unorganically, like it's very forced to sit with your product and critique it. But with social media, we're so lucky to have this platform. Like I can, once we're done recording, I can hop on my phone, record a 15 minute story or 15 second story and get immediate feedback. And people are really underutilizing that these days. No, for sure. That instant feedback loop is such a, a benefit of social media. When you were planning the content planner, um, was there anything surprising from the feedback that you had uh, gathered from the community? Yeah, so the content planner now is a lot different than the very, very first iteration that I launched. I actually hated the first one and the color was all wrong and the paper quality wasn't where I wanted it to be. But as you know, as an entrepreneur, like you have to go forward with it because you have all this inventory. Nothing's perfect, especially the first go. Like this is the first time I'd ever done a product. And I told myself like, you have to sell this because you have all this inventory. You just invested all of your own money and you have to sell it. Um, so that was a huge learning experience. But then from that, the planner, because it was, so at the time it was dated and it has, it had dates in it, but now it's filled. I love, actually, I love, that's my favorite part about it. Yeah. Uh, so I received my copy. I will have to talk about if you're open to it, um, the whole manufacturing side and the delivery. Cause what I really appreciated from you, Kat, um, was one, the product is, uh, we can put the timeline as we please, but two, I really loved the updates that you had given. So your email marketing is so on point. <laughs> Could you walk us through uh, that 
the, the most recent um, product that you had sold and, and, you know, the challenges that came with that? Yeah. So every year with the content planner, I launch it once a year and it's on sale until I sell out. So we're on route to selling out for the fourth year in the in a row. I actually use the content planner to plan out my content plan, which is very matrix. Like it's very inception, but it works. Like I don't know what I would do now without some sort of structure and map for what I'm going to share, especially for launches and big, um, big, big goals like that for your business. Like launches are always huge, like new collections, new products. Maybe you're doing a new website, you're rebranding, anything like that. Like that's a big milestone for your business. And you can't just show up one day on Instagram and say, Hey everyone, like I have a thing, go buy it. No, that's not how you do it. I've done that before. And the first time I launched the content planner, like back in 2016, it's crickets. Like nobody bought my product, zero sales, zero customers. It took a few weeks for for attraction to build. Um, But you can't just launch something the day of and expect to get sales. So I use the content planner to map out my strategy of how exactly I'm going to show up on Instagram. Instagram is my bread and butter. It's where I feel the most comfortable. It's my platform of choice, a platform of choice. And then after Instagram, the launch directs people to my email list. And then with the email list, I make sure that it triggers a workflow automation. So if I use MailChimp for my email list and it's able to connect to my Shopify. So I know that MailChimp and Shopify actually divorced, like I call it a divorce, um, but you can use a plugin called ShopSync and within a few minutes, it'll connect back all of your data. So I'm able to track who my customers are, who my potential customers are, and where they're all coming from. So depending on where they come from, on my website or Instagram or whatever, it triggers a very specific email automation that will send them a sequence of emails to educate them about the content planner and to also give them support and resources. Because for my product, again, it's brand new. Nobody really knows what it is but you all need it. And I have, it's my job as an entrepreneur and the business owner to educate you on this is why this section is here. And this is how you use all the stickers. And this is how you write down your monthly themes to inspire all your content ideas. So I use the emails as a way to educate and support my customers because after someone purchases your product, it, that's not the end of the, the relationship. Like you want to keep them engaged and you want them to come back and buy from you. So setting up email automations, especially for creating a strong relationship with your customer is very important. So Kat, uh, for the co- content planner itself, how does it support entrepreneurs and what's the big difference between a physical planner and some of the online tools uh, that you can get piecemealed? Yeah, so the content planner, it's a physical planning system that is specifically designed for business owners because I designed it. I'm a business owner. I'm a fellow entrepreneur. I am in the trenches right alongside all of you trying to grow my business through social media. That's where everyone is these days. You go outside, look around, everyone's on their phones. Everyone on the subway is on their phones. Even when you're driving, people are on their phones, which is terrible. But 
I always think if people are on their phones all the time, I want my business and my products to be in front of them. I want my brand to be the thing that they're looking at. And I want them to be buying my products and giving me their money when they're on their phones. And so with the content planner, it's a system that I designed with my expertise in graphic design, creating content for other, other brands, blogging, and also building my own social media following with Salty Pineapple. It's a system that I designed over, I would say the past five, six years. And I didn't know I had this system until I actually designed it and put it into the content planner. And it's there to support your content marketing strategy. So with content marketing, basics 101, how I define it is content marketing is a way for you to educate your customers and your community about how your products can improve their lives or benefit them in some way. It is not selling. It's not you saying, hey, go buy this matcha green tea. It's you saying, hey, did you know that matcha tea has nine incredible benefits for your health? Like, here are those nine benefits. And then at the end, you would put a call to action. So that's the difference between content marketing and just straight up selling to people. So when you show up on social media and you're posting to Facebook or you're sharing a YouTube video or you're tweeting or doing a story, your content has to have an intention. It has to have a purpose. You can't be showing up anymore just talking about random fluff that doesn't give any value to your community. And the content planner is there as a tool for your business to write down exactly when you're going to post, where you're going to post, and exactly what you're going to say once you do share something. Now, if planning is one of the more important uh, things to focus on as a, you know, a business owner, what are some common mistakes entrepreneurs generally make when they engage online through social media? Yes, and there are a lot of mistakes. I mean, Instagram seems really easy and kind of like something we can do that we're so familiar with. But we are making mistakes, especially as entrepreneurs. I think there are three like major mistakes that we're making. The first one is that we don't engage back at all. Meaning entrepreneurs, whenever they post something on their social channels, they don't wait there and sit and watch the comments roll in. And they don't respond to comments within, I would say within the first 24 hours is is a great period of time because when someone comments on your post immediately, that tells you that they're very engaged, that your posts are getting pinned to the top of their feed, especially on Instagram. And it's, it's kind of surpassed the algorithm and that you could potentially build a relationship with them by simply responding back immediately so that's one thing that it does. And then the second thing is when other people come to the post and they see it and they see whatever you've shared, and they also see that you've responded back in a very timely manner, that tells your followers or whoever's looking at it that you are engaged. So that if they respond or if they comment something, they feel comforted and they trust that you will respond or somebody will respond from you. So the first common mistake that entrepreneurs make when engaging on social media is that we don't actually engage back at all. We simply just want the comments and it's pretty selfish. 
to be honest, like to just want likes and comments from people and to not engage back. Like you're losing out on so many opportunities to make sales or to get new clients or to build your email list. Either way, like it's called social media for a reason. You have to socialize. The second mistake that I see is we're not asking people to engage enough with us, whether it's a call to action or you start asking people questions. Don't tell yourself that your customers have to ask you questions all the time. And this goes back to my feedback. Like I'm always asking questions just as much as my community, whether it's like, how are you feeling today? What are you planning in your content planner? Like what new features do you want to see? And I'll go in and this is if I have like a few, some hours on my agenda, but I'll go in and actually look at their own account and I'll go like their photos. I'll go comment on it because I truly believe that you get what you give. So if you're not giving away comments and likes, then you're probably not going to get them in return. Do you know what I mean? So the second mistake is that we don't ask people to engage enough with us and you can simply solve this mistake by adding call to actions, which is little pieces of text that tell people what to do, whether it's click the link in our bio, answer this question, answer this poll, like put your questions in this sticker or DM me, something that inspires action after they've consumed your piece of content because that's why we're all on social media, for something to happen in our business. You don't just want people to aimlessly scroll and just pass by you. It's all about using your piece of content as like an intro and then telling them what to do after that. So that's the second mistake. And then the third and final one, which might be kind of hard for people to hear, but I'm, I'm never known to sugarcoat things. I think one of the most common mistakes that entrepreneurs make is that they're just lazy. They're just lazy. Like they don't want to do it. They're like, no, that takes too much work or no, I'll do it tomorrow. Or, no, that's not going to work because it never worked for me before. Like, stop being lazy, engage back, respond back to your community, start asking them questions, and start creating your own opportunities. Like, I get messages all the time from people saying, oh, this person hasn't messaged me yet, or I really want to collaborate with this brand or on a giveaway, but I don't know what to do. Uh, just message them or like their photos or comment on something or email them. Like, Stop being lazy and go create the opportunities that you keep on waiting for. That is such good real talk. And so I don't, I don't use my my personal social media for for building um, like a business or anything. But I, I try to be a positive person to follow online. Uh, and it's so funny with the responding back because I I I don't know if it was because I was raised Catholic, uh, but I have some real Ooh. guilt. If someone comments on something, I'll I won't be able to respond back in the moment. But I'll be like, oh no, I don't want them to think I'm ignoring them. And when I see people not respond, uh, just in general, I agree. I think it's uh, it's kind of a, a missed opportunity, uh, whether you're using it to build a business or a personal brand, because that's where people connect with you the most precisely and at the at the bare minimum I mean I get it too with telling yourself oh I don't want them to feel ignored but it's also a matter of having the mindset that oh this person is so interested in what I have to say like I would love to connect with them 
because they're probably thinking the exact same thing I am. And that's the beauty of the community that I've built with the content planner is every person that I've met who's a customer, especially at my workshops and like around Toronto and even when I'm traveling, is we're all the same. Like we all love stickers, we all love highlighters, we all love writing things down. Like we're very meticulous. We like washi tape. And I was like, man, I thought I was the only weird planner nerd out there who just wrote everything down all the time. But you realize that once you start to get clear on who you want to attract and you show up all the time on social media with a sound strategy, you'll naturally start to like attract those people back to you. So, and it becomes really easy. Like I don't intentionally do it now. It's, it's like ingrained in what I do. And so for those who use social media for, to develop a personal brand, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm just going to make an assumption here that the content planner helps you uh, be less intimidated to put yourself out there because you're actually organizing all your thoughts pr- rather than, uh, you know, ad hoc posting. Yeah, 1,000% because when you take – a few minutes to write down, okay, this is what I'm going to post. And this is what I think is the best way to show up right now on this date. Then you feel such a sense of relief. You feel way more confident in how you're going to show up and you feel sure of yourself as opposed to opening your phone and just saying, okay, Sharon, what are we going to post today? Like that's not how building a brand works just by posting on the fly and thinking in the moment, okay, what am I going to do? If you want to build your business and be successful and make sales and convert, like you have to have a strategy. And all that simply means is writing down what you're going to share in a sequence that makes sense. So going back to my email automations, like I ordered them in a certain way because I know that, okay, once I send that first welcome email, they're probably going to want to know how to set up the planner. So now I'm going to send them a video that shows them how to set it up. And then after that, they're probably going to be really excited. So I'll send them my free video challenge. And you can apply that to any content marketing platform. Yeah, I'd say you're pretty generous with a lot of the resources you put out there. Um, for for entrepreneurs who are trying to grow their sales and you know build a community and understand social media, what what are some uh, different t- uh, techniques that they can use to actually grow that base? Yeah. So first and foremost, like before we get into any like actionable tasks. I I want people to know that you don't need a lot of followers to be successful on social media, period. Like you don't need 10,000 followers. You don't need the swipe up feature. You don't need 50,000 people to be following you in order to make a lot of money on Instagram. Even with my first round, so in 2016, I sold out and I had between like 3,500 to 4,000 followers. And that was literally me putting in the work every day. And because from the start, I was so zero, like I was zeroed in. I was so focused on only attracting the Felicias of the world. And it was those exact people who bought my planner. So don't try and grow your account to the point where you're only focusing on the number 
focus instead on attracting your exact customer, your exact client. Like people need to just forget the likes, they need to forget the numbers, especially now that Instagram is hiding all of that information. And this goes for Facebook, this goes for your email list, this goes for your YouTube subscribers. I've seen so many business owners, whether they're small business owners, medium sized or like huge corporations, they're still making tons of money and wealth with a few thousand followers. And that's because they've only focused on getting the people who are actually engaged with you. So before I tell you like how to grow, you need to understand like everyone listening, just forget about growing your followers. That's not what you need. All you have to do is attract your exact customer. And the way that I do that is I start to think about their interests. So what brands do they follow? What clothing brands do they shop at? What are they purchasing? How are they purchasing? Like I get really personal with my customer to the point where I can picture what they look like. I can picture what pen they're using. I can picture what shoes they're wearing. I can picture what their ideal day is like. And using that information to drive all of the content that you're about to share. For example, let's say that your audience are mostly people who work in an office. If you don't recognize the fact that they won't be on social media from you know, like your normal nine to five hours and you're posting at like 10 a.m. and you're not getting any engagement, guess why? Because you didn't take the time to think, okay, when is George who works at RBC, when is he waking up and when is he on social media? Probably at like 7.30 a.m. when he's on the train. And then he's probably on again at lunchtime. And then he's probably on again at like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. when he's about to go to bed. So knowing little details like that about your audience is really going to create the path of least resistance between your product and the people who need to buy it. And uh, I wanted to, we have a bit of time, so I wanted to circle back to an off-air conversation we were having um, about this new product that you had launched, or your, your launch this year for the content planner, um, and, you know, some some hiccups that you had along the way and how you resolved yes, them. Yes, I would, I would not even call them a hiccup. It was like a huge blow to not only my confidence as a business owner, but also to all the hard work that I had put in, like building this brand of trust and high quality and success. And so what had happened was I did my pre-sale and I did $100,000 worth of sales, which was phenomenal in one week. Like I have never done that before in my whole entire life. Even like the most I've ever made at a desk job was $50,000. So to make $100,000 in one week in sales was like mind blowing to me. So I was on a high, this is in September. And then I was just waiting for a few final components to come in to my warehouse, which is in the United States. And it was the tissue paper and some of the paper clips and the little um, extras that I include in the content planner. And then a few days pass and like five days pass, seven days pass, and slowly we're approaching the shipping deadline because all these people had ordered or pre-ordered their planners and they were waiting to receive them because the ship date, I told them was going to be early October. So early October rolls around 
and the tissue paper is not there. And so I'm working with my warehouse and the manufacturers, and they told me that they put, they missed one number from the address. So my warehouse, let's say the number is 1583, the manufacturer put 583. And so that's an incorrect address. And with UPS, um, you're not able to change the address once it has left the facility. So we're starting to track this package all over the United States. It almost made it to North Carolina, and then it went back to California. Meanwhile, like all these planners are sitting there waiting to be shipped. It was like the final piece of the puzzle. I designed this beautiful custom tissue paper. And for me, it's all in the details. Like when someone invests in the content planner, I want them to feel like they're getting a gift and that they're really excited. And then they unbox it and they're like, wow, this is phenomenal. I have to put it on social media because it's so pretty. So this tissue paper was really important, even though to your average customer or anyone for that matter, they're like, oh, whatever, it's just tissue paper. It's going to get thrown out anyway. But for me, this was like, this was huge. This was almost as important as the planner itself. And the tissue paper created this huge ripple effect of delays because once the tissue paper actually arrived to the warehouse, it was double the size. So it wasn't the correct size that I had ordered either. And this added a few minutes onto the packing process for each planner because then you have to fold it and it's a whole situation. So that added a ton more time. It added a ton more money because then my warehouse charged me more for packing the planners. And it was just a situation. Like it was an absolute disaster all from this tissue paper. So we decided one of my customers was like, you should call this tissue gate. And I was like, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to call this tish hashtag tissue gate 2019. And for me as a business owner, I always like to show up and tell people what's going on because running your own business is not sunshine and rainbows every single day. It's actually the complete opposite. But on social media, people have a tendency to only show the highlights and only show the good parts. And I was like, okay, I could either go dark from embarrassment and guilt and just straight fear that I'll have like a, a mob of angry customers or I could send emails and I could be on Instagram and say, Hey everyone, I need to be really real with you right now and tell you what's been actually happening in behind the scenes of my business. Like tissue gates happening. This is why this is what's going to happen. Like this is what's going to happen now. Here are the new ship dates. And Yes, it was really hard to share that because it was like my honest truth at that time. And I, I had come off of such a high of doing a successful pre-sale and then going to the depths of just being so behind and not having any control over anything because this was all happening, like not in Toronto, it was in the States. Um, it was really hard. It was the closest I've ever been to quitting because... I just didn't want to do it anymore. Like it was exhausting. I was tired. Luckily for me, the community that I've built, they were so understanding and patient. Of course you have like the handful of really, really angry customers. And that always takes a toll on me too, because the content planner is like my soul. Like I put everything, it's my baby. Like I put everything that I learned 
into this, blood, sweat, and tears into this one product. So even if one person emails me and tells me like, you're really shitty at what you do and I hate the way you run your business and you should quit. Like if you receive an email like that, what are you going to say? So of course there were moments like that, but at the end of it, I'm really happy that I showed up the way that I did, even though it was a challenge because then I started to get messages from other business owners saying, Kat, I really loved the way that you showed up. And it showed me that I can get through things and that I can get through challenges. So it's some, it was a huge learning lesson. I don't see it as a failure. I see it more as an opportunity to say, okay, next time, how can we avoid this happening? We should probably add a few more months onto our manufacturing process and continue to be really, really transparent and open with my customers. So that's Tissue Gate 2019. In a nutshell, I can't wait to see <laughs> what the universe has in store for me next year, but that's what it's all about, right? Like you make that amount of money and you see that success because the highs are really high and the lows are obviously equally as low. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it can impact you personally through your mental health and all these other factors, but you still, you still work brave enough to put yourself out there and just you know, be real with your people. And that's what I appreciate. And, and that's mostly why I was really excited to interview with you today, uh, because that is what actually sold me as a customer. Sure, there's a product, but that actual moment of honesty, uh, I, I certainly appreciate it. So I, I thought it would be nice to kind of highlight that and what you shared, you know, looking at more, looking at the situation as more of an opportunity to grow and evolve your business moving forward. Oof, that's a solid piece of advice. Is, is there any other uh, advice that you have for our entrepreneurs listening along? Yeah, I have probably my two main points that I always tell people. And one of them is something that I just recently learned because I'm so new to this entrepreneur space and I'm learning every day and I'm constantly stumbling and fumbling, but also getting back up and being like, okay, like how can we do that better today than we did yesterday? And one of one piece of advice that I wish someone told me was don't try and scale too quickly. I know there's a lot of pressure and even just with like the clickbait blog post titles, like make six figures in six months or make your next seven figures in seven days. Like that's all bullshit. Okay. We need to ignore that. No more. Just be patient and don't rush to scale something. I wish that I wasn't such in a hurry in the past like year or two to really grow because I'd probably be in a different a different space with the content planner but I was so excited thinking that oh okay well I'm in my third year now and it should just naturally like 10x from the first year but that's not always how it goes so just remember like it's okay to do this at a slow steady pace especially if it's you at the helm and you're controlling everything. Like you're only one person, especially if you don't have a team of people behind you yet to really be patient and take your time. Because if you take your time now, you'll be able to set up your business to scale maybe in the next two years or three years or five years. So that's one thing that I always 
or not always, but that I want to start telling people is don't feel like you have to rush to scale your business and to be patient. And the second piece of advice is to plan it, post it, profit. That's the tagline of my business, of the content planner. And it sums up so perfectly what I stand for and what I've proven works is at the end of the day, it's really, really easy. Like plan it, write it down, post it to social media and you'll profit. You'll see the sales start to come in. You'll see the conversions. You'll see the interest. You'll see all the engagement. But if you don't plan it, like let's think if you never wrote anything down and if you never created a strategy and decided, okay, today, this is how I'm going to show up on social media with this purpose. If you don't have that, then most likely you're not going to post anything because then you're thinking and you're so caught up in your head saying, oh, well, I don't really have anything of value to say right now. So I'm just going to push it off for later. And then you'll probably never do it. So if you don't plan, you're not going to post. And guess what happens if you don't ever show up on social media? No profits. There's zero dollars coming in. There's no sales. Essentially, like you're going dark. You're not communicating why your products are the best, how you're going to help people, and how you're serving people. So that's my one major, major piece of advice is to simply plan it, post it, and profit. Oof. I'm going to go on my <laughs> social media right now. and <laughs> have... like, I got to go now. <laughs> Uh, GTG, I got to do some hard uh, self-talks right now, look in a mirror, look, <laughs> look at my feed. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I really like your, your first point on, you know, the, the, the pressures that we add to ourselves. And I just think about the Felicias out there who are probably yeah. very ambitious uh, people with, with really specific goals. And it was such a, a good piece of advice to say, you know what, if you want to scale up, Think about, you know, creating the, the systems in place to get there versus being in a huge rush because the delivery is a, it could be a totally different outcome based on the timelines that you provide yourself. And that I just, I thought that was really good advice. Thank you so much, Kat, for, for being here today. I, I, I know that I'm going to go on my Instagram after this. I truly mean that. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will be as well. <laughs> Thank you again for, for joining us here today. It's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Sharon, and the rest of the community, everyone who's listening. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to DM me on Instagram, which is at the content planner. And if you need a system to plan out your content, I encourage you to go check out our website at thecontentplanner.com. We may have planners left. We might not. So get on it ASAP. And that's our episode for today, folks. Uh, For those of you who are enjoying what you're hearing, please let us know. We love feedback. Post us. Tag Kat on Instagram. Tag us. uh, Post on Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media you use uh, uh, to share the word of the Thrive Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this week's Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, 
BDC and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook resources for women entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rivers Corbett and to plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Sharon Chung and it's time to thrive.